Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is the English summary, a just in the translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Mawlana Qamruz Zamasa Abdamad Barakatuhum, which took place on Friday, the 23rd of Rajab, 1443, corresponding with the English date, 25th of February 2022. Hazrat Wala starts off by quoting the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man tawadu'a lillahi rafa'ahullahu. Allah elevates the one who humbles himself for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, this is from the etiquettes of this path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person humbles himself, he lowers himself, annihilation of the self. Even that ilm and the knowledge that you have attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna lil ilmi tughyanun kama hiya lil mal. Knowledge also has some type of rebelliousness, pride, attitude, arrogance that comes with it, like how is the case of wealth. Sometimes a person has wealth, and due to that there, some types of arrogance and pride comes into him. Similarly is the case of knowledge, if a person is not careful. Hazrat Marana Shah Wasiullah used to say that also ibadat, Many times a person carries out ibadat due to which pride and arrogance creeps into him. And what happens actually here and how to understand it quite simply is that a person attributes this knowledge or wealth or whatever it may be. He attributes it and he understands it. He attributes it to himself and he understands it to be the fruits of his own efforts. Shaykh Hind Rahimahullah writes, that shaitan carried out ostentatious ibadat for many long years, all in the name so that he could get khilafat. Vicegerency here on earth, when he eventually seen that this was not coming his way, then what happened? He even rejected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this is how serious how bad, how wicked a trait and characteristic pride and arrogance is. Adam alayhi salatu wasalam humbled himself. He chose to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he did not make so much of ibadat. Rather, he lowered himself in front of Allah. He made tawbah. He turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why we can say that takabbur, pride, is it is the worst of all the evil traits and characteristics and uh, spiritual uh, diseases, maladies. So takabbur is harmful. It disturbs and makes a person restless. Rather, it leads him into jahannam and fire hell. Now, uh, for a person... To humble himself in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a great boon. This is a great treasure. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah. What about him? Uh, we'll come back to that just, just now. But I'll tell you now, we're speaking about Hazrat Mujaddid al-Fitani rahimahullah ta'ala. One day, he was in muraqaba and meditation in his morning assembly and majlis. 
He was overcome by a scene of a dearth in actions. A dearth in actions, rather weakness in understanding one's a'mal, not to be of that level, humility and servitude. It was in line with the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man tawadu'a lillahi rafa'ahullah. Allah elevates the one who humbles himself for Allah. He received the following address in khitab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the forgiver of sins and the coverer of faults. What was that address and message that he received? غَفَرْتُ لَكَ وَلِمَنْ تَوَصَّلَ بِكَ بِوَاسِطَةٍ I have pardoned you and whoever aligns himself with you directly or indirectly until the day of Qiyamah. He was ordered to convey this glad tiding. Now subhanallah, Hazrat Wala is saying, what a beautiful glad tiding. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a share and a part of it. This is certainly, وَمَا ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِعَزِيز Definitely not difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, patience, the virtue of sabr. He wrote, the condemnation of people towards the group of Ahlullah is a source of beauty for them and a polish for their rust. Yes, it's of course, but it's for that person who has this type of an understanding. It does not cause them a retraction or, or an ill feeling. In the beginning, Hazrat Mujaddid Al-Faithani, Rahimahullah, Allama Ahmad Sirhindi is saying, when I was imprisoned, we're talking about when he was in Ujjain prison, in the fort, I felt the light, the noor of the condemnation of people was reaching me from the cities and villages like continuous clouds of light and that they were conveying my work from lowness to loftiness. For many years I was traversing the distance through training in Allah's beauty. However, now the distance is being covered to training in Allah's might. One was in Allah's beauty and now it's in Allah's might. I am in the station and maqam of patience. In fact, in the station of rida and acceptance of the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I find his beauty and might to be equal. I know that the banishment of the beloved is more enjoyable than his bringing me closer to him. Now subhanallah, look at the lofty rank which he, conf which he was conferred with. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazarwala also quotes the incident of Sayyidina Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah that somebody was verbally abusing him, condemning him, saying such terrible and bad things against him. But he, could, he continued walking, listening and the person continued doing what he was doing until Imam Abu Hanifa came right to the door of his home. And then he said so gently, and kindly in a soft voice to him that is there anything else that you want to say please do say it because like now i'm going inside this is how tolerant they were and they understood the virtue of patience you know if we carry out ibadat 
and after that pride comes what is the use of that ibadat it is for this reason that our sufiya kiram hazarwala damar barakatu me saying paid so much of attention and stressed so much on akhlaq allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all from pride you know a peacock hazarwala is saying a peacock is so proud and arrogant and spreading its feathers out like this and like that and the minute it drops its head and looks at its feet everything just deflates similarly a person has this ananiyat in his self in his nafs i can do and i am like this and i am like that just for a moment let him just look at his own ibadat what is it about if you are understanding yourself to be better than others because of that ibadat then what type of ibadat is that our buzurgane din with a very close and a fine eye looked at all of this all in the fear that at no given point in time should pride ever enter them hazratwala goes on to say that the foundation of this work is based on three things mi'yar ikar bas shay kitabullah wa sunnat rasul wa sirat salaf it is confined to three things one is the quran the other is the hadith and the third is the life of the salafus salihin who lived their lives according to the quran and the sunnah now you can find this here and it is mentioned in talimuddin alama sharani says regarding the risalat and prophethood of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we can get still some amount of estimation of how great and how high it was but we can never ever even have the slightest estimation of the abdiyat the helplessness the humbleness of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we should understand that we are servants of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understand the quality of yours you are a slave look at the quality of sand it is stamped upon it is dug it is thrown this way and that way after all of this then only it gives birth to beautiful flowers and beautiful fruits so what is the quality of the sand that it is low it is down people walk over it and the more people trample upon it the more people work on it the more it is thrown this way that way tilled the more it will produce lush greenery and beautiful tasty fruits make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay so let, let, let's continue people are very desirous of spiritual exercises mujahada this that and the other and striving whereas no spiritual exercise and striving can equal consideration to the etiquette of the sharia meaning following the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mujaddid al-faythani goes on to say that ahwal spiritual conditions are subservient to the sharia while the sharia is not subservient to spiritual states and hal this is because the sharia is absolutely 
is is absolute it is absolute and proven through divine revelation it is qat'i while spiritual conditions ahwal rest on assumption and proven through exposition and inspiration it is zanni how can you even compare the two how can you even compare the two so we are speaking about the virtue of patience also hazrat wala even quotes and he speaks about how much hazrat gangohi hazrat tanwi rahimahullah how much they were embarrassed insulted and how people even spoke to them and wrote to them but they tolerated all of that allah ta this deen is easy it is simple allah taala give us good understanding of this deen and this path to him yes we just need to make an intention look at this here we just read now about the etiquette so much can be achieved just by us following the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allama ibn taymiyah allama ibn qayyim they spent time in jail rather the entire lives a majority big portion and chunk of their life was in prison what did allama ibn taymiyah say he said well, what what is the worst case scenario i'm taken and put into jail and that's what allah is giving me khalwat and solitude and if i am executed killed assassinated that's my shahadat and martyrdom but what was all of this year as-sabru miftahul farj when a person exercises patience it would be the key to all openings all barakat all uh, everything opening up for him in the positive so the end result is that is this that's what what we are explaining and harche as dost mirasat ne cost everything that comes from the side of the friend everything that comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only good only khair only nur only barakat in it ab to azar e mohabbat ke maza aane lage now even the difficulty the harshness of love uh, i'm even getting the sweetness of that sometimes in this love and in this path to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you have to undergo difficulties things always don't work your way there are tests trials and tribulations but what can we say sadaqa is saqiqi jisne dard paida kiya it is the blessings of that being or the one who has created that pain in the heart it is for this reason that we learn that if a person just for one week practices on the sunnah he brings his life completely onto sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he will become the bearer of the great connection he'll become a sahib and nisbat he will enjoy a great connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now the blessings of following the sunnah mujaddid al-faythani rahimahullahu ta'ala goes on to say during the last 10 days of the month of ramadan i was lying down on my bed after tarawih salat my attendant was massaging my legs i unwittingly lied down on my left side i then remembered that it is unanimously considered to be a sunnah to lie on the right side when commencing to sleep 
and that I had left out the Sunnah. Myself pacified me into thinking that when, uh, that when as uh, this act was done unwittingly and forgetfully, uh, it is pardoned. However, I got up immediately. I mean, those thoughts were troubling me there. And I just ignored that. I got up immediately and I lied down once again, commencing on my right side. Subsequently, just because making amal on this one simple basic sunnah, Mujaddid al-Fetani rahimahullah is saying, subsequently, many conferrals, bestowals, blessings and mysteries were given to me. Furthermore, an announcement was made to me, by virtue of your consideration to this, this sunnah, you will not be given any type of punishment in the year after. We have also pardoned your attendant who had been massaging your legs. Allahu Akbar. Hazamarana Shah Wasiullah Sahab, towards the end, his complete and total emphasis was on this, Ittibai Sunnat. Whether it was right or left or eating or sitting and eating, eating with the right hand, all these basic Sunnats, complete attention and stressing on it to the attendees of his assembly and majlis. So, Whatever we do, it must be makroon bi ittiba'i sunnah. It must be coupled with following the sunnah. If not, it is nothing. It is zero. Don't you see these pandits here in Ilabad and these jogis? What do they do? They make mujahada. They stand up the whole night. They stand on one leg. They do this and they do that. But what is achieved from them? Nothing whatsoever. That's why our Sufiya Ikram always have got such a fine nazar and their glance and their gaze and their eyes upon the Sunnah all the time. All the time. Now look at this. Mujaddid al-Fethani is saying a few months or we're reading here that before his demise he would say I feel as though I am 63 years old. Allahu Akbar. When a person has reached the level of self-obliteration, fanaiyat, as regards his nafs, his desires, to follow the sunnah, meaning he doesn't consider himself at all, his everything is to follow the sunnah, then it can well happen that he is given the inspiration to follow the sunnah in matters that are even beyond his control. So when a person practices on ikhtiyari sunnats, voluntary sunnats, then what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses him to make amal on things which are involuntary. Example, just a simple example here quickly. To pass away at the age of 63, to have the control of understanding when your life is going to come to an end, that is involuntary, that's in the hands of Allah. But when a person lives so much according to the sunnah and he practices on the voluntary sunnahs, then Allah Ta'ala makes it such. He gives him the, the tawfiq and the, the inspiration of enjoying the boons of practicing on the involuntary sunnats as well. Hazrat Shah Wasiullah Sahib. Okay, let, let, let's carry on and then I'll come to that point. In the last Shaban of his life, he went into his private chamber 
to engage in worship on the night of the 15th of Shaban. His wife said to him, We do not know whose names are being cut off from the register of existence tonight. On hearing this, Hazrat Mujaddid Saab said, You are saying it with doubt. What can be said of the condition of the one who has seen his name being struck off from the register of existence with his own eyes. After this, what did he do? He handed over all the duties of instruction and guidance to his sons and began spending all his time in reciting the Quran and spiritual practices of the tariqah. He did not leave his place and chamber of solitude except for salah. He also engaged in a lot of optional fast and sadaqah charities during this period. So Hazrat Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to also explain it this way. He says, at that time he began weeping when he told his wife this, that my name has been cut off from that register, meaning I am going to pass away within this next year. And he starts weeping. But the wife was also of that caliber. What did she say? She said, so then, why are you crying? If that's the case, and you got that confirmed, and you've seen it, and Allah has shown it to you, then be happy, be pleased with it. maqam riza be pleased with it. Allahu Akbar. When he was in prison, what about that? Ujjain prison. And the two sons, Khaja Muhammad Masoom and Khaja Saeed, Muhammad Saeed, they write a letter to him that, Oh Father, we miss you so much, this, that and the other. And he writes back stating that it's an accepted fact that the parents will always feel and miss their children more. But rather, I need to tell you something at this juncture and this point. You have come here, you have this in your heart and in your mind, the emancipation and the freedom of your father from the dungeons of this prison. But negate that, make nafi of that in your nafi of La ilaha illallah. Take that out also. Let your attention only be on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not only that, give this message to your mother as well. And listen, if Allah so wishes, then we'll meet in this earthly abode. But if not, then we'll meet in Darus Salaam. We'll meet in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. Who are we speaking about? We are speaking about Mujaddid al-Fithani, rahimahullah ta'ala. We are walking in his shadow. Qulu, la ilaha illallah. Say, la ilaha illallah. But remember something, the darajat, the stages of la ilaha illallah is quite different for different, different people. You know, after every thousand years, the ulul azm, the prominent Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam make their appearance. Similarly, after every thousand years, a mujaddid makes his appearance. Allahu Akbar. Mujaddid al-Fithani rahimahullah. Around the middle of Zulhijjah, he began experiencing shortness of breath and he developed an extremely high fever which increased day by day. During one of these days, he said, I saw Hazrat Pirane Pir, he was referring to Sayyidina Abdul Qadir Jirani Rahimahullah. And what did he say about him? 
he was extremely kind towards me. Allahu Akbar. He said, on the 12th of Muharram, I have to depart from this temporary abode within 40 to 50 days. Allahu Akbar. Just understand this. This is exactly what happened. He responded to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the 28th of Safar, 1034 Hijri at the age of 63, the night before he passed away. He woke up for tahajjud as was his practice, performed wudu very carefully and performed salat. He said to his attendants, you people bore many discomforts in nursing me. This comfort is to end today. He spent most of his final moments in making dhikr of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ismezat, Allah, Allah, Allah. He departed from this earth, this worldly, this world while engaging in dhikr. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. To Allah we belong and to Him is our return. His second son, Khaja Muhammad Sa'id performed the Janaza Salat. He was buried in Sirhind in front of the grave of his eldest son, Hazrat Khaja Muhammad Sadiq. It was with reference to this place that he had written in one of his letters that the effulgence of his heart glitters from it. The effulgence and the nur of his heart glitters from it. Nevertheless, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect us together with these great awliya and saints. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with their fuyuz, their barakat, their thamarat, their ahwal. Allah ta'ala bless us with their fruits, their spirituality, their blessings. Allah ta'ala bless us with it. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the hidayat of making amal on their teachings. And after demise also, Allah Ta'ala give us a place and a seat in their halqa and in their circle in the akhirat. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the hidayat of making amal and adorning ourselves, adorning ourselves with these spiritual states. You know, I mean, Hazrat Mujaddid al-Faithani rahimahullah ta'ala has even said, I mean, what was it? From the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have pardoned you. Ghafartu lak. Waliman tawassala bik. And whoever aligns himself with you directly and indi or indirectly until the day of Qiyamah. We have great hopes in that as well. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.